rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. Crime in the Big Apple. It is up 37% year to date with New York City's mayor pledging to stop the crime wave. Texas authorities are pressing for more investigations into police response during the Uvalde massacre following a report which found systemic failures occurred. Well, the majority of middle-class Americans polled say incomes are not keeping pace with inflation and fear the U.S. will be in a recession by year's end. Tri-state airports are flying high when it comes to airport delays and cancellations. A New York's governor has ordered stepped-up patrols at Long Island beaches following an uptick in shark attacks as well as shark sightings. Major crime in New York City has skyrocketed 37% so far this year. That spike driven by things like grand larcenies, auto thefts, burglaries and robberies, according to NYPD data. Murders and shootings are down slightly, though. New York City Mayor Eric Adams has vowed to end the violence. New Yorkers feel as if a sea of violence is engulfing our city. But as your mayor, I promise you, I will not let this happen. We will not surrender our city to the violent few. We're going to go back, and we won't go back to the bad old days. Grand Larson is up 49% over last year, and theft has spiked 46.2%. Robberies up over 39%. Burglaries have increased over 32%. And rape saw an 11% increase so far this year over last Murders, though, are down 5.6 percent from 252 to 238. Shootings fell by 7.3 percent from 974 to 903. Shooting incidents were down 10.3 percent this year, 747 compared to 833 last year. A day after a Texas House report found that systemic failures occurred related to police response to the Uvalde, Texas, school shooting. State and local officials pressed their own internal probes into that May 24th massacre. Governor Greg Abbott called the findings beyond disturbing and said they must trigger critical changes. Here's Abbott last week. Obviously, it's disgusting uh, to see what happened. And uh, it's been clear from the time of Columbine uh, that whenever there is a shooting, uh, like what was happening uh, in this school, You run toward that danger and encounter that danger, and you have to eliminate the shooter as quickly as possible. The State Department of Public Safety has begun to review the actions of every single trooper, officer, agent, and ranger at the scene to determine if any violations of policy, law, or doctrine occurred, according to an emailed statement, the USDOG. Also investigating and under investigation are unlocked school doors, a missed opportunity to shoot the gunman before he entered the school, and the 77-minute wait time before officers entered the classroom, among other questions. With inflation at 9.1% under the Biden administration, 75% of middle-income American households say that income is not keeping pace with inflation. Even more, 77% think the U.S. will be in a recession by the end of this year. 
The recent survey was done by Pry America. Here is single mother Kiara Age speaking to NBC News. Within the next couple of weeks, me and my kids could possibly be on the streets because, you know, the prices of everything keep going up. It's a lot. Like, I try not to get emotional about it, but it's it's a heavy load to carry. There's also been a general uptick in financial worries in the last six months, with 39 percent of those surveyed expecting to be worse off financially in a year, up from 32 percent in March and 28 percent in December of 2021. The June survey of nearly 1,400 adults was done as part of Pry America's quarterly check-in on the financial security of middle-income families. While the tri-state area is tops when it comes to flight delays and cancellations, according to a new analysis by FlightAware, Newark and LaGuardia lead the nation for the most cancellations since the Memorial Day weekend. Frustrated traveler Orietta Vega spoke to New York One. It shortened our vacation to two days and a half instead of the four days. Very, very disappointed. And you're paying extra. You're paying and we are paying extra, definitely. A hotel, Uber home. I mean, you count. On top of that, this is period charge for carry-ons. Also, nearly 8% of Newark international flights have been canceled. And for LaGuardia, it's nearly 7.5%. JFK Airport also in the mix here also made the top 10 list, coming in at number 9 The problems at airports have been blamed on things like staff shortages, bad weather, and heavy air traffic. New York's governor, Kathy Hochul, is ordering state agencies to beef up the monitoring of sharks. This decree follows a series of attacks and sightings off Long Island's coastline in recent weeks. At least five people have either been bitten by sharks on Long Island waters or attacked in recent weeks. Here's a governor. Our beaches are such an important part of our uh, attraction. You know, why people love living here, why they want to visit here, and we need to keep our beaches safe. Actions include things like deploying patrol boats, drones, and helicopters on the South Shore, along with more public outreach on the dangers of marine predators, and state parks will also boost lifeguards at ocean beaches by about 25% by having them work overtime, according to the press release from the governor's office. Looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Monster Weather Center, sunshine today, so it should dry out after yesterday's rain, the high 88, overnight, mostly clear skies, the low 78, and tomorrow more sun, the high 89 with light winds to 13 miles per hour. Right now, 72, mostly clear skies here in the Big Apple. More evidence of a divide between former President Donald Trump and his former vice president, Mike Pence. Pence Monday endorsed Arizona gubernatorial candidate Corinne Taylor Robson, a developer who has long been involved in Republican politics. Trump's chosen candidate is Carrie Lake, a former TV anchor who continues to falsely claim that the 2020 election was stolen. Here's Pence last year. And I heard this week. That President Trump said I had the right to overturn the election. But President Trump is wrong. I had no right to overturn the election. The presidency belongs to the American people and the American people alone. Trump and Pence are both considering running for president in 2024. Both plan to be in Arizona on Friday to campaign for their chosen candidates ahead of an August 2nd primary. Well, bad grades for President Biden in two recent polls out yesterday. Nearly 90 percent of voters in 44 states disapprove of President Biden's job performance. A new poll from Morning Consult finds 
Biden's ratings sinking in four additional states from the first quarter of this year. Biden's net approval rating fell to negative numbers in Illinois, Washington, Rhode Island and Delaware, his home state. And furthermore, only 40 percent of voters approved of Biden's performance in several swing states that went for him in the 2020 presidential election. Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. Listen to one consumer blasting the president for today's steep gas prices. President Biden, he's the he's the he's the cause of this. Um, if he would have opened up the, the the pipeline and and not didn't bow down to the hyper uh, climate control activists, we wouldn't be in the position that we're in today. Only 36 percent of voters approve of Biden's overall job performance, one percentage point lower than Trump's worst approval rating. Another poll mirrors the morning consult results. A CNBC All America poll also released Monday finds. An even smaller share, 30 percent approve of Biden's economic performance, more than 10 percent points lower than Trump's worst economic rating of 41 percent. While he's bowing out, the 81-year-old Dr. Anthony Fauci will be leaving his post before the end of President Biden's term. After serving through seven administrations, Fauci said he wasn't waiting till the end of COVID because he'd be 105 years old by then. Dr. Fauci recently on the new BA5 surge was asked about the possibility of new mask mandates. If we do see a significant surge, particularly one that might result in increased hospitalizations, we have to be prepared to pivot and perhaps reinstitute some of those restrictions. Fauci became the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases in 1984. He's led the nation through Viral diseases, including things like HIV, AIDS, swine flu, SARS, MERDs, Ebola, and ultimately COVID-19. The House Select Committee investigating the January 6th Capitol riot expects that the Secret Service will hand over subpoenaed text messages by today. That according to committee member Representative Zoe Lofgren. We did get a briefing from the Inspector General of Homeland Security and uh then there was a statement made by the spokesperson for the department saying that, you know, it wasn't true, it wasn't fair, and that they, in fact, had pertinent texts. So we thought, fine, if you have them, we need them. The committee issued the subpoena last Friday after the Department of Homeland Security's inspector general told lawmakers that the Secret Service had erased text messages from January 5th and January 6th, 2021. DHS Inspector General Joseph Kufari said the messages were deleted after his office requested them and the Secret Service claimed some phone data was deleted unintentionally as part of a pre-planned system migration. Prince Harry, the Duke of Sussex, says the world is witnessing a global assault on democracy and freedom, calling for action at what he dubs a pivotal moment. The 37-year-old British royal family member delivered a fiery address to the United Nations General Assembly in New York on Monday to mark Nelson Mandela International Day. From the horrific war in Ukraine to the rolling back of constitutional rights here in the United States, we are witnessing a global assault on democracy and freedom, the cause of Mandela's life. Harry called out a few weaponizing lies and disinformation at the expense of the many. Harry urged leaders and the public to model their response to the world's uh, catastrophes after Mandela. He became South Africa's first democratically elected leader after being imprisoned 
for 27 years during apartheid. Mandela died in 2013. Russia's President Vladimir Putin has admitted his nation is facing colossal high-tech problems due to the onset of unprecedented Western sanction imposed in response to Russia's war on Ukraine. Putin said the sanctions from the West had cut Russia off from major technology products and conceded the nation could not develop in complete isolation. Weeks ago, Putin claimed just the opposite, saying Western sanctions had little impact on the Russian economy. We can now confidently say that such policy of sanctions towards Russia has failed. Many top tech companies, including Apple, Microsoft and Intel, suspended their operations in Russia or left the country altogether after Russia invaded Ukraine back on February 24th. Putin called on the nation's finance ministry and banks to make plans for major cash infusions. Well, more aid for Ukraine. European Union foreign ministers have promised another 500 million euros in military aid to Ukraine's war chest to beef up defenses. The latest allocation brings the EU total to two and a half billion euros. EU foreign policy chief Joseph Borrell is confident that the major package of sanctions targeting Moscow will work, even if the immediate effects on the battleground aren't always visible. Russia continues blocking Ukrainian wheat. They are burning it, they are destroying it, and they continue performing a war of attrition, bombing indiscriminately any kind of civilian infrastructure, killing innocent people. This is uh, something uh, that uh, it's a tragedy. 77 WABC Time Check, 515. Time for Justin Ellick of Sports. Thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with the Early News Sports Update. MLB All-Star Game festivities kicked off last night in Los Angeles with the annual Home Run Derby. Not only is this a great event for fans, but the players seem to be pretty emotionally invested themselves, or at least the Mets' Pete Alonso was, as he could be seen actually meditating in the clubhouse in between at-bats. The two-time defending home run champ uh, couldn't triple down last night, though, as it, as it was the Nationals' Juan Soto silencing newly surfaced trade rumors en route to securing the 2022 home run derby title. Over Seattle Mariners rookie sensation slugger Julio Rodriguez. Here was the call from ESPN on Soto's title-clinching barrage of long balls. I think he went to 19. I really believe that now this is 20, as a matter of fact. He keeps going. He's down on a knee. He's got it. Baddest flip sky high. And Juan Soto is your 2022 Home Run Derby champion. And he wanted to be darn sure of it. It stays in the National League East. The Nationals celebrating with Juan Soto here at Dodger Stadium. With the win, Juan Soto becomes the second youngest player to be crowned the Derby champ. The main event is, the main event is set for tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern as the American League All-Stars will face off against their National League counterparts for this year's installment of the All-Star Game. It'll be a, com- uh, a couple of Southpaws going at it to start the contest as the American League will trot out the Tampa Bay Rays' Shane McClanahan and the National League will send hometown veteran Clayton Kershaw to start. The American League has won eight straight All-Star games, so the National League will be looking to break that streak tonight. The game is set to be broadcast on Fox Sports. As for the Yanks and Mets, Yanks are back Thursday in Houston, then they go to Baltimore for a weekend series on Friday, and the Mets are back on Friday hosting the Padres in Queens. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. Thanks, Justin. Looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, sunshine today, highs 88, the overnight low 78, another sunny day tomorrow, the highs 89, light winds to 13 miles per hour. 
Well, the rain has ended. 72 mostly clear skies here in the Big Apple. Frank Morano standing by with your business report. Thank you, Deb. Good morning. The opening bell rings this morning after a down day on Wall Street. All three major indexes turned lower after Bloomberg reported Apple plans to cut costs ahead of a possible economic downturn. That came after a strong earnings report from Goldman Sachs boosted markets to start the session. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones lost 215 points, the S&P 500 fell 32 points, and the Nasdaq dropped 92 points. A new report from the AFL-CIO says chief executives at S&P 500 companies made 324 times more than the median workers at their companies in 2021 on average. The CEO-to-worker pay ratio is the largest since the AFL-CIO began tracking the metric in 2018 and up from 299 to 1 in 2020. The highest compensated CEO in 2021 was Expedia CEO Peter Kern at $296.2 million, followed by Amazon CEO Andy Jassy at $212.7 million. Jared Bernstein, a member of the White House Council of Economic Advisors, admitted Sunday that inflation is unacceptably high. Bernstein appeared on Fox News. Well, that actually was the dominant forecast at the time, and uh, we were very much citing forecasts across the board, including those of the Federal Reserve. He also stressed that President Biden would not back down on climate change, spending initiatives, and does not see the country as headed towards a recession. Delta Airlines is buying 100 Boeing 737 MAX 10 planes, its first major order for new aircraft from the U.S. manufacturer in more than a decade. The deal has options for 30 more of the planes with deliveries slated to begin in 2025. The more fuel-efficient MAX planes will replace older Delta narrow-body jet. I'm Frank Morano on 70. WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. on the other side of midnight. Thanks, Frank. Looking at futures this morning, the Dow's up 88 points at 31,138. S&P's up 16 and three quarter points. And the Nasdaq's up 50 and a quarter point and gold up 50 cents an ounce at $1,710.70. Crude oil in the red this morning down 55 cents a barrel at $102.05. It's the WABC Early News. 77 WABC Weather Alerts. Well, things are about to heat up in the tri-state area. Here is 77 WABC's Bob Brown. Crank up the A.C. beginning today and for most of the week. Temperatures will be in the 90s with temperatures in the mid-90s by midweek. The real field temperature will make it feel even hotter. Heat can be dangerous. Health officials say stay indoors in the air conditioning if you can. If you exercise, do it early in the morning. Dress in light and loose clothing and drink plenty of fluids, but avoid alcohol and caffeine. Check on elderly neighbors and never leave your child or a pet in a hot vehicle. I'm Bob Brown for 77 WA. ABC News. The NYPD also warning of a sexual predator on the loose. This first attack happened about 4 a.m. Saturday near Central Park West and West 82nd Street. Police say that a 23-year-old woman was walking when a man approached her from behind and pulled her to the ground in an attempted sexual assault. In the second attack, about an hour later, it's believed the same man got off of his bike, chased a woman, and then tackled her to the sidewalk near Avenue A, In East 4th Street, the man threatened he had a knife forcing the woman to perform a sex act. The man then fled. The woman was taken to a hospital for abrasions and a medical evaluation. Brenda Walker, who lives in the Lower East Side, spoke to NBC4. I think it's terrible. 
I really do. Nothing like this ever happened here before. And we'll be posting surveillance videos of the suspect to our website, wabcradio.com. So far, police say no arrests in connection with those two attacks. A grocery store owner shot to death in New Jersey after an SUV drove up and somebody inside opened fire using an AK-47 assault rifle. Police say the 46-year-old grocery store owner was fatally shot inside of his Newark business Sunday afternoon, about 4.15 in the afternoon in that store on South 10th Street. The victim here identified as Rabel Ramos Gomez of Belleville, New Jersey. Ramos Gomez's sister-in-law, Marisol Mendez, spoke to ABC7. We were in the store, which we heard that the boom, 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 shots one after the other, one after the other. It was like a, like a machine gun. The store owner was the only one shot and killed. It's unclear at this time who may have been the intended target. No arrests, and the investigation is ongoing. New York City's mayor, Eric Adams, spoke at the United Nations on Monday on Nelson Mandela Day. In his speech, Adams compared Mandela's time in prison to his own dyslexia. These dark times can and must be a planting. The ongoing crises of COVID, war, and crime have imprisoned us in our own Robben Island prisons. But these are temporary conditions. They're not life sentences. My own personal story is a reflection of that. Adams also said that the ongoing crisis of COVID-19, war and crime have imprisoned us in our own Robben Island prison. Adams' comparison here drew backlash from New Yorkers on social media. Many asked why he wasn't addressing the escalating crime in the city. Others simply called him a clown. Prominent GOP activists, including former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani, are calling on New York State Republican Party Chairman Nick Langworthy to step down while he runs for Congress in the 23rd Congressional District. I'm Nick Langworthy, and I'm running for Congress. Critics are warning Langworthy's refusal to resign as party leader amid his congressional campaign is jeopardizing Republicans' chances of winning the governorship in New York. In an interview with the 77 WABC Early News, Langworthy in June said Hochul is the wrong choice for voters. She's terrified, and she knows in in November she's got a serious problem. That's why she's trying to use national issues to offset the fact that her government in this state is completely going in the wrong direction. Critics say Langworthy should be completely focused on getting Republican Lee Zeldin elected as governor of New York. And Langworthy threw his hat into the ring for Congress after Republican Representative Chris Jacobs announced he would not seek reelection. Langworthy's opponent as well, Carl Palladino, also called on him to choose between party chair or congressional candidate. Vice President Kamala Harris was in Atlantic City, New Jersey, Monday. The VP comparing the overturning of Roe v. Wade last month by the U.S. Supreme Court to slavery during a speech to the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, the NAACP Convention. We know, NAAC, that our country has a history of claiming ownership over human bodies. Harris said that the decision to get an abortion should be between women and their physician, not a woman's pastor, priest, rabbi, loved ones, or government telling her what to do. 
During her remarks, Harris detailed to the crowd using large arm movement, the definition and purpose of a Venn diagram. The VP said that she instructed her team to create a Venn diagram to depict the areas that have restricted voting rights as well as abortions, suggesting that the overlap shows mostly Republican states. New York City's Restaurant Week kicked off yesterday. More than 600 restaurants in 80-plus neighborhoods taking part this year, offering discounted meals. Hell's Kitchen resident Elias Yassin spoke to CBS2. I feel for these restaurants, and it's great to see them back in business. Uh, I'm sure it's not easy for them. And despite its name, this year's New York City Restaurant Week actually runs through August 21st. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. No rain in sight today. Sunshine or highs 88. The overnight low 78. More sun tomorrow. The high 89 with light winds to 13 miles per hour. Right now, 73 clear skies here in the Big Apple. American Pie singer Don McLean spoke exclusively to the Associated Press about the popularity of his song American Pie. Jacqueline Carl is more. I started singing bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. Don McLean has been listening to people sing his classic song, American Pie, for decades at karaoke or last call. McLean told the Associated Press, quote, I've heard whole bars burst into the song when I've been across the room, and they're so happy singing it that I realized you don't really have to worry about how well you sing the song anymore. Even sung badly, people are really happy with it. American Pie is considered a masterpiece voted among the top five songs of the century. This compiled by the Recording Industry Association of America and the National Endowment for the arts. McLean and his singular tune about the day the music died are now the subject of a full-length feature documentary called The Day the Music Died, the story of Don McLean's American Pie airing Tuesday on Paramount+. Plus. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carl. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.